welcome to the Coach's Huddle Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Ollie, the Coach and Player Development Director here at the Ivanhoe Knights. And we're at episode nine for the season as we get into the final week of the EDJBA summer basketball season. It's grand final week. Such a big week for the club, such a big week for many junior basketball players across Victoria, uh, and more so with our Ivanhoe Knights teams. With 65 teams out of 144 teams playing in grand finals, it's going to be a busy weekend. We catch up with the group chat, hear from Loz about the WNBL grand final, we talk about that final game of the season and how you handle it, and we look forward to what's happening coming towards Adelaide and the future of basketball camps. Let's get together and catch up with the guys with the group chat. Welcome back. Uh, we're here with the group chat again. Um, we've had a little bit of a week's hiatus. We had people over at WNBL Grand Finals. We had people at coaching clinics. Uh, so we just took the time out just to take a breather. And that way we can come back with twice as much content. Uh, on this podcast as we've had on previous ones. Um, we've got Loz, our girls' development coordinator with us. Loz, how are you? I'm great, thanks. You were at the WNBL Grand Final? I was. We're going to hear more from you about that for sure, absolutely. And we've also got our boys' development coordinator, uh, Esby Shabani. How are you, Ez? Good, man, I'm good. And you're, uh, your boys are in the Grand Final? Yes, they are. And we've got some. We've got plenty to talk about. Plenty to talk about. Um, Laws, tell me more. WNBL Grand Final. You were there. State Basketball Centre. Give me the vibe. Give me the, the some tactical stuff you loved. Hit me with it all. Um, the vibe was uh, insane. I mean, uh, it was a Southside, obviously, home final. It was game two. Uh, as a Townsville fan, we were a little bit outnumbered, but I was there with some good people. Um, we made a lot of noise, so we we made our own vibe, I guess. Um, I, from a basketball perspective, um, Townsville, whilst it was a close game, Townsville just kind of looked in control um, the whole game. Um, they weren't allowing little things to sort of disrupt their process. Um, I think Shannon controlled the game really well. He controlled his girls really well. Um, and obviously we've got a little bit of insight from Mason from our previous yes. uh, podcast around how Shannon um, manages his team. And it was just kind of cool after having that conversation with Mason to actually see it happen and Definitely. see um, Shannon kind of, um, I guess, control his group. And um, I think he made some really good adjustments in that game. Um, it was, yeah, it was a great game. It was close until the like I think the last probably four minutes, and then Townsville just got hold of it and ran away. Um, Steph Reed was obviously phenomenal. She controls that court like I would say she's the best point guard in Australia right now. So yeah, wow, yeah, she was amazing. I, I was a replay guy. I didn't see it live. Um, I don't get a chance to watch a lot of basketball live these days. I generally watch it on replay. Steph Reed was amazing. I used to love watching her when she was at college um, mm. and uh, probably haven't watched as many Townsville games. We didn't get as many here in Melbourne for obvious reasons. Um, what what did you think was just something that really stood out, like just tactically for you that you really liked it, from either coach that you saw on the night? Um, from what I saw, Shannon didn't try to move away from anything. Like 
knew he didn't he looked like he was running his same system his same concepts he didn't try and throw anything new at it um obviously they'd gone on well this was their 16th win in a row so whatever they were doing was working so I think he didn't really move away from that um I did kind of feel like Southside were reacting to what Townsville were doing they weren't trying to stay with their own processes their own concept they were just reacting to what Townsville were doing um and you know for a little while there it was working um but yeah Townsville just are elite I would say yeah yeah. and it's funny it's a great tie-in like you're saying like Townsville just saying like this is what got us here this is what we do you know leads beautifully into the fact that we're you know we're grand final weekend um in the EDJBA summer summer comp um, and, you know, we've talked about this probably in, in previous pods, you know, about like stick to your formula. Like don't go throwing in too much, uh, anything too crazy. You know, don't get me wrong. You can make adjustments as coaches. Um, you do have to do that at times, but, you know, stay true to the your, your formula, you know, as a coach. And Esby, your team, we just said before, is in the grand final. Um, the crowd was hyped at LTU Stadium down there at La Trobe. Um, I, I was on the other court. I, I wasn't uh, on court one. Uh, they didn't get that privilege, uh, my girls. Um, we were on court two. And uh, we were comfortably, I will say, without being too too arrogant, bullying gave us a, a great a great game, but we were comfortably in the lead. And I did find myself just slipping my eyes over to the, uh, the other court because uh, the crowd was going crazy over there and you were having a, a barnstorming game against, uh, I think it was Bourne. Um, tell us about it. How the kids looking? I know you've had your practice already leading into into Saturday's game. What's the? Here's a great one. Like, what's the? Um, what does practice look like for you, twelve one boys, the week of a grand final? Oh, I think practice for week of the grand final for us was a bit different. We had obviously normally it's a, you know we got half a court, but we got we had a full court this week. So you know we um. Got a few guys to come down from a couple of the other teams to help us out with training. So we, you know, we went, played, worked on playing full court with, you know, with defense pressuring us, you know. So now we're getting used to the pressure when we get to the game day. It's like we, we know what we were expecting. So I um, think for us, you know, we did a lot of focus was just on our offensive end and then did a lot of focus in the back end just on defense and what we want to do defensively, you know, just you know, pinpointing the stuff that we've already done through the season. Now we're, you know, we're, we've got defenders to guard. It's not just, you know, with eight guys we've got. Now we've got five guys on the, on, the, on the defensive end. We've got a guard now. It's like, you know, we've obviously worked on it during the season. Just, you know, obviously five on eight defense and how to guard that or four on four defense. Now it's like when we get to the game day on Saturday, it's like, you know, how we've worked on now, you know, the last, on Monday we worked on just, how do we guard defensively, you know, guard our players, you know, with a lot more aggressiveness, you know, how to, you know, boxing out guys, getting, you know, put, having an, you know, having your arm on someone's, you know, on someone's chest to make sure they don't get the ball with denying that ball. Yeah. Love that. Love that. I caught a bit of your practice and uh, yeah, definitely the kids look hyped and uh, I think it's going to be an exciting day. It's always an exciting day. Grand final day. I know Loz, your team was unfortunate not to be there, um, but I always love getting an idea of coaches and 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 I guess what they're what they're up to on grand final day, Loz. What's a grand final day? Let's say you are coaching. Let's go hypothetical and say you got the win last weekend. 
What's for breakfast? How how do you how do you charge up for a grand final as a coach? As a coach, don't worry about the players. I want to know as a coach. We got coaches <laughs> listening to the podcast. As a coach, um, well, I'm not a big uh, breakfast eater, but I will caffeinate. So it'll uh, <laughs> there'll be a couple of coffees before I I coach. Couple of coffees. Yeah, <laughs> depending on the time of day. Like of course, of course, of course. Um, so caffeinate really important. Um, and then, you know, I think naturally we're all going to feel a bit nervous and we're all going to feel a little bit um, hyped. So I think just tr- I will try and do everything I can um, to sort of take my mind off it. You know, if I've got chores around the house, I'm doing those, yeah. um, keeping a very close eye on the clock because I'm one of those people that if um, you're not early, you're late. So, um, and I'm pretty sure that comes from you, Ollie, coaching me in under 18s, <laughs> making me get to a stadium in an hour and a half before the game. So, um, I'm pretty sure, you know, that's flowed over. And, um, yeah, I just get myself to the game, get myself settled, know where I've got to be, kind of situate myself on a bench I want, like near a bench I want. Um, basketball coaches, we are a little bit superstitious as well. So, if we've been... Um, and played on that court before you want to pick a bench that you've won on um that's just me but yeah it's just about keeping my mind busy until it's go time and then yeah. it's just normal game day process yeah doesn't change what about you Esby? what are you diving into saturday morning is it big egg and bacon is it what's it what's it looking like what's <laughs> There's no no breakfast on a Saturday morning. No breakfast. On no Saturday breakfast. We can't have breakfast. Oh, no. Hold on a minute. I've got to put something out there. We, I, I do not recommend this, coaches. But I will, I will step in. I, uh, uh, and are listening for everybody else listening. I recommend that you do have breakfast. Uh, and I will be having some offline conversations with all our coaches around. Being coffee productive. is breakfast. Being, having a good nutritious breakfast to get their brain fired. But Esby. I won't stand in your way. What's, the, what's <laughs> grand final morning going to look like for you pre-game? Not even worried uh, about what the game is. What's it look like for you? Well, I think grand final morning for me is just going to be a bit of downtime. You know, getting to, I think for me, it's just going to be, you know, chilling, hanging around the house, um, you know, whether it's watching some, watching a movie or something, a show, just something that I can relax to. And then on the way to the, on the way to the game, you know, just listening to some music, just so I can, you know, I can get myself into into that zone when I'm ready to get to what by the time I get to the game and I know what I've got to do. So yeah, like I mean it's nothing nothing too big that happens for me game day. It's just same routine every single time I've got, you know, whether it's a grand final, just a normal game during the season, same routine doesn't change for me. So yeah. Love it. Love it. And and yeah, coaches, you know, don't uh yeah, don't change too much. Like again, like whatever works to to have you relaxed and focused uh at, at the same time. I think it's it's a it's a fine balance. But yeah, you know, I will be watching lots of basketball games <laughs> before my grand final. Um and and that's just the nature of my job, obviously, uh as the coach and player development director. But you know, I'm going to be out of games. I'm going to be watching plenty of games, but um, yeah, again, finding that just being really relaxed and, and, you know, doing all your organizing the night before, or, you know, making sure, you know, if there's any things you want, notes you want to write down, write them down the night before, you know, don't worry about writing too much in the morning uh, or having great brainwaves the next morning. I must admit, um, I try not to watch too much uh, professional sport 
uh, on the day of grand finals for me, if I've got to have any sort of superstition, not that it's a superstition as such, but I just don't want to cloud my brain because I find that when I watch a, a Euro league game or an NBA game in the morning um, or even some big V film, um, I just straight away, I start thinking about things uh, and coaching. So I find just having a really clear head. I love watching junior games of basketball because I kind of watch them, um, I guess with kids eyes at times rather than a coach's eyes when I'm watching EDJBA games. So it's a little bit different than watching the, the professional stuff on TV. It's going to be a really, really exciting day. Um, get out and support your teams. Um, get out and support your friends and family. I, I think, you know, I've mentioned before about the ESBY's game, you know, even Lawrence semi-final. There's so many people around the court uh, watching the games. And I think that's probably something I'm really proud of as a club, that we really are a big basketball community. Uh, we do get out and watch our friends and watch our families. And grand final day is such a great day for that. Um, and it's always awesome to see the uh, the Ivan O'Knight's army out and about at all the stadiums. And I'll certainly be out there. We were just talking before as coaches as to where we're going to be. Um, so it's going to be really, really exciting. Um we're a week out from Adelaide. We're, we're rubbing our hands together. We've got eight teams going, um, 12 boys, 14 boys, uh, 14 girls, 12 girls, under 18 boys. Um, uh, under 18 boys, in fact, were the first team that we ever took. Uh, that were, we're under 14s when I took them. So that's really, really exciting that that group's going, that's going back again. Um, Preparation for Adelaide sort of kicks off. We sort of do sort of two training sessions with the junior guys, the younger teams, mainly more meet and greets. Um, Esby, what was, what's your plan of attack? You've only got two training sessions. You've got probably eight kids and maybe three of them have played together um, because of the nature of our, uh, our bringing together the age group for the tournament. Um, what's, What's what's the focus? We're down at Hoop City, mind you. Good supporters, Hoop City. We've got the, that is not an ad, but it is an ad. Um, it's uh, though it was great down there. It was good to get down there, um, shooting machines and all that sort of stuff in the half court in Eltham. But uh, yeah, what's preparation? How are you preparing a team? You've got two training sessions, um, and then you're heading into a tournament. What does it look like? I think for me, it's just you know making sure that a the boys get to know each other a bit more, and they you know they. You know, they get they get to gel how to you know play together it's you know obviously it's two training sessions you don't get that much of time you know gelling together it's pretty much like a national camp pretty you know in a way but and then i think just going into that as well it's just like us trying to figure out what we're gonna do you know how we're gonna play as a team what we do whether it's a lot of offensive and just you know running through a little bit of our like you know a little set of our offense what we're gonna do so that way when we get to the game it's like i'm not going let's run you know let's run a five out and the kids going what the hell's a five out you know, yep. so at least this so we know we've you know we've done a bit of a training, so now we've got a bit of an understanding of what we're doing. You know, when coach when I say let's go five out here, so like you know just a bit of that, and then our defense, you know, working on defense as well, just us understanding what we want to do on defense, how we want to play defense, not you know let's go out and just stand around and watch guys you know go past us and we have no clue what to do, how to stop them. So that's what it is for me at the moment. You know, just for those two training sessions we've got, so you know, just focusing on those two main things really. It's just yep. you know how. A bit of set on offense and our just our defensive stuff, really. Lars, what sort of drills did you do with your girls? I know you've got the twelves and the fourteen girls. You're doubling up as a super coach on the weekend. Um, there's concerns for your voice. 
Um, there's concerns. Grave concerns. <laughs> there's grave concerns for your voice. I think their girls are lovely, and I don't think you'll need to yell at them at all. Um, so I think yeah, I think you'll be fine. Um, <laughs> Have you watched me coach a game? <laughs> <laughs> so I think you'll be fine. I think any yelling is not required. You've got a great, actually, you've got a really excited bunch of girls. I know personally from talking to the parents and some of the kids as I go to my daughter's school. So I, I do see a lot of them around uh, and they are very excited to be traveling to Adelaide. And we're very excited to have them as the first girls group to go to Adelaide from the club, which is awesome as well. But tell us about the drills you did. Um, Esby's talking about the preparation. Yeah, we want to get kids to know, but what were the drills that you kind of went through with your groups just on the half court? You had, I think it was like half an hour, so it wasn't long. Like we had teams on the shooting machines and they came over and, and, and got on the half court. What were the drills that you sort of got with your team, uh, got going with your team? Um, my main focus was getting a little bit of team offense in um, and what that looks like, just a simple five-out pass and cut. Um, Because I think, you know, that obviously makes up the basis of most of our offences. So if the girls can have an understanding of of that and that's all we run for the weekend, like I will be very, very happy. Um, And then I just wanted them to get used to playing with each other. So we did a bit of uh, one on two, two on three. Um, You know, when we get another chance, it'll probably be more of that one on one, two on two three-on-three sort of stuff, some more um, team offense concepts and more defensive concepts. But, um, yeah, this Sunday, just gone, it was, yeah, do you know each other's names? Great. That's our first step. And now let's go put in our our pass and cut motion. Yeah, love that. Yeah, and that's it. And that's really, you know, that's, that's a really good advice for our coaches. You know, I always think about when we get our teams and there's teams will be announced soon as well for next season, you know, you have that first training session with your team before their first game of the, of the winter season. What am I going to do with them in that hour? Well, there's something really easy. Play some games with them. Just play some games, find out who's who in the zoo. Um, you know, that was certainly my, my, my attack with the under 14 boys I've got was like, let's just play some one-on-one. Let's see who can take people to the basket. I know most of the kids pretty well, but like, let's have a look. Let's see how people have developed over the summer season. Um, let's play some three on three. Let's put in a couple of little actions. You know, we're going to screen away here or we're going to on-ball screen here and let's just play out of that and uh, and see what they come up with. And then I can sort of give them a bit more direction this Sunday for our last session. So very, very exciting. It's exciting that we'll maybe, maybe we'll do a pod. Maybe we'll do a potty while we're there. We've got time. I know it's a hectic schedule. Um, it's a very hectic schedule. It might have to be a post-Adelaide podcast, but maybe we could snag a few of our co- – we've got a lot of coaches over there. I might try and line up uh, a few catch-ups uh, with the old microphone while I'm over there um, and save them for the recordings. But I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to as much for our coaching network. We've got such a big cohort of coaches going over there as well. Um, in previous years, it was just myself. And then <laughs> last year, it was just myself and Esby. And, uh, and now we've got, uh, you know, Brady's going to be over there. who has been coaching our 14 boys. He'll be, he's actually over there with his rep team. Um, we've got our president, Marcus, who's coming over to coach our teams. Uh, Alfonso, who's one of our fantastic parent coaches in our under 12 network, is taking our other under 12 boys over there as well. And uh, we've got Dylan, who's been involved in our camps in the past. Dylan Theus is, is also going to um, 
uh, come over and coach one of our under-14 boys teams. So it's a fantastic – it's going to be really great to see our Ivan Knights coaches over there. But, you know, Loz was just talking before about her schedule of catch-ups um, because uh, she's got basically more friends than the rest of us and uh, are going to Adelaide. And um, so she's going to be too busy to see any of us anyway. So we probably won't be able to have the podcast because Loz has told us that she's too busy. Uh, she's catching up with every coach, she, every female coach she knows in Adelaide, which is awesome. And that is what makes tournaments really, really great fun for coaches is the catch-ups as well. Um, I've got everybody having a laugh, but that's okay. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit, um, I'll take over a little bit, but I'm going to talk a little bit about, uh, I ran a, a coaching clinic um, over at Camberwell um, as part of my role as the head coach there with the Camberwell men's team. Um, obviously was promoted a little bit here on the podcast, but um, I got a chance to go over there and talk about um Defensive stuff, but mainly advantage, disadvantage drills. And I guess I'm going to lean towards that type of stuff uh, because um, Lauren was just talking about it with her team. And it's something I really, really encourage our junior coaches to do more of. Um, two on one, three on two, four on three, um, even the other way around. Yeah. Three defenders versus two offensive players. Um, all these types of drills are, I find, fantastic i really enjoy putting our players in different parts of the floor to conduct these drills as well um when i do do them and and in truth with my under 16 girls this season um as i mentioned to the group there at camberwell is this is all i've done um i've not really done any full-scale install and offense we've just worked on you know maybe we start the ball in the corner um, and we have a player at the top of the key and a player in the opposite corner, and we just reverse the ball around the court, and the player who passes the ball is on defense. So as soon as they let go of the ball, as soon as the ball gets to the other side of the floor, now it's two-on-one. So we're incorporating moving the ball around the floor, then creating a situation where it's two-on-one, and then making decisions out of those situations. Um and I think that's been the most fun I've had coaching for some time, actually, because I've just been able to coach decision-making, um, not I need you to go and screen here and this person needs to go from A to B. I like watching what the girls do, giving them full license to be as creative as possible, and then having a look at asking the questions, oh, why do we make that pass? Or do you know what would have been a better play there may have been actually to shot fake or pass fake? That's going to get you a better angle. Um, I love doing that. My other one that I really enjoy doing at the moment is just some really simple one-on-one, you know, like player tosses the ball off the backboard, catches, passes out to the wing, got to go and close her out, one-on-one, limit the dribbles. And then what I've started to do is add in a second offensive player who starts in the opposite corner. But they're not active until the ball is bounced twice. So now you've got a defender who's guarding for at least two dribbles. Now a cutter can come into effect. Um, Maybe the defender sags off because they're worried about that cutter coming in. So now you've got to attack on your two dribbles. But the offensive player in the corner can't get active um, until there's been two dribbles. You know, uh, going the other way where we were talking about, you know, giving the defense the advantage, Um, You know, I've been doing a little bit of one-on-one from the top of the key and having a defender in the key. So they can't come out of the key. So you've got a defender guarding the offensive player on the wing 
Um, and then as soon as that offensive player gets near the key, well, now you've got a second defender you've got to beat. So can you Euro step? Can you shot fake? Can you, you know, get on your pivot? Um, maybe you pull up just before that second defender arrives. Um, I love doing that. And uh, coaches, I'll, I'll certainly be sharing a lot of that sort of stuff through our um, coaches corner um, on some of these advantage, disadvantage drills. And uh, as I said, especially with some of our older teams, under 14s, under 16s, I think you could do it all season. And in fact, I have done it all season and it's been pretty good and it's been good fun to coach. And I think that's the best part too, is it's fun to coach uh, as well. Um, Podcast crew, what's your favorite like advantage, disadvantage drill? Do you have something you always, that's like an absolute go-to? Laws, what have you got? Have you got something that's just an absolute go-to every training session? Um, for me, it's a full court drill. So, yep. you know, hopefully you know, coaches get the experience of a full court, but it's called Wake Forest. It starts off in a two-on-one situation and it builds um, up until it's a five-on-five full court Love situation. Um, so you go, yeah, two two offense, one defense, and then two people from the other end jump in. So you end up with three-on-two and it builds and builds and builds, and then you can go five-on-five. Um I love running that drill. It's a high energy drill. Uh, it gets competitive. Um, yeah, it's definitely my go-to advantage, disadvantage. Awesome. Drill. Love that. We'll have to, I'll put notes on that one. We'll get that out in our um, uh, coaches corner. We'll share that one amongst our coaches as well. If you say full court, I think our coaches, I've always say this all the time, partner up. You know, a lot of the time as a club, we, we, we try to put teams together that are of similar skill and standard uh, on the same court. It's a big part of what our, our amazing administrational team does uh, to put together that mate training matrix that I could never do uh, whenever I look at it. But partner up, talk to that other coach down the other end. Esby, what about you? Advantage, disadvantage? What's one of your favourite advantage, disadvantage drills? Um, I normally do like, I go one, so we, I normally go one-on-one where I've got... Um, the so I'll help when we start at we'll start at the elbow where the defender will have the ball. So both the off defense and offense will be holding the ball, and then it's like offense has to rip the ball off the defender's hand to go and try and, and score. So obviously it changes where it's I've got the offense on the inside, defense on the outside, yeah. And then I switch it around so like defense inside, offense outside. So it kind of just switches it up, and then you know we go from there. And I'll, then I'll move it up to you know I'll move it up to like. The four point line will go off that, you know, play it from there. Now I'll go play from the wing. So, yeah, that's what I normally do on my with my guys, you know, start a training. Yeah. Bit of aggression, get them going, ripping the ball out again. You know, certainly fits to the philosophy of how you coach, SB. And I love that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Team, uh, we are going to wrap it up uh, for another podcast. It has been fantastic. I, we need to make sure we're getting plenty of rest. We can't bank sleep. So we have to get our rest ready for a big grand final day, uh, of flag waving and getting out there and supporting our teams. Uh, Loz, thanks so much for jumping on. No worries. Anytime. Esby, thanks a bunch, mate, for jumping on. Thanks for having me. And of course, folks, if you're listening now, you've got to like it, you've got to share it, and you've got to go and share it with one other person. You can't just share it on some random social media profile that no one looks at. Um, you've got to get it out there, and you've got to share it with one other coach um, so they can get a little bit more of the IKBC coaches huddle. But thanks for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next week. 